Welcome to Simply Apologetics by Ethan Arbuckle. This episode is episode 3, the first apologetic, what is the Trinity? And one of the things we're going to be looking about about the Trinity today is you can actually start to explain this with just the U.S. coin and the phrase E Pluribus Unum. So, the first apologetic. What do I mean by that? Well, many a times the first apologetic isn't fancy arguments or historical theology. The first apologetic is what exactly is Christianity and how do we live the life of Christian Christianity? Well, this first level is what I'm calling the first apologetic. What exactly is Christianity? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Many times, people are going to attack a straw man Christianity, not what Christians actually believe, not what any of the theology actually says, but what they have heard from other people, and a lot of times this information is not accurate. But people who don't know and who are unfamiliar are going to attack it anyway. And that doesn't actually help us talk with people, because we're like two boats passing in the night. We're not even talking about the same thing. So, we see that providing basic answers to questions definitely does allow for people to understand everything about us. And once we have a mutual understanding of just the basics, then the next conversation we have about any subject is going to be much more impactful for both parties. We also see that the first apologetic Christian theology and basics are the foundation of our faith. I mean, if you go back to the verse that says, you know, first take the log out of your own eye before you take out the speck in your friends. This is exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to establish this solid foundation that we know exactly what we're talking about. So in the instance of today's episode with what is the Trinity, this is a completely necessary and crucial doctrine of the faith that many people are confused about, many people question, many people don't know if it's a contradiction or not, or if there are three separate people. So in answering all the questions like I'm about to do in this episode, you've all of a sudden just opened up understanding to what exactly is Christianity is. But we also see that the foundational theology impacts every other argument and defense we are going to make, because everything is done in context of each other. No one belief or piece of theology is independent of another. And in apologetics, nothing is independent of the truth of Christian theology. So when we have it set as a solid foundation, it allows us to take a step forward off of it to start moving into more complicated things. But for now, we're going to stick back to the basics. Answer, what is the Trinity? So the Trinity, right? Not exactly the most simple topic, but definitely probably the most impactful one. One of my favorites to talk about for sure. And we're going to begin with the question that a lot of people are going to ask of you. Well, isn't it a contradiction that there are three gods? Yeah, you know, you have Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, but you also say you believe in one God. So how does that work? And that's exactly how that question is going to be phrased a lot of the time. But let's go back to what I referenced in the very beginning, right? E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. So when we are looking for, as a nation, and I think as a world too, unity in our diversity, 
we see the people are actually calling for exactly what the Trinity is. And I'll keep on impacting that as we keep going along. But it brings me to my first question, my first answer, which is, what is a being? What is one what? Because we see that when we're saying that God is one God, we're saying he's one being. What, what do you mean by that, Ethan? Well, what I'm talking about is, hey, my name's Ethan Arbuckle. I am a human, and I am one what? I am one object. I am one being. That is all that I have. So we see that God is one what? But God is not simply one who. What, what do you mean? So think about personalities, right? So I, humans, all humans are one what with one who. But God is one what with three who's. So we see that every single part, every single part of the Trinity, being the Holy Spirit, God, and Jesus, are both distinct and non-distinct. They are all one God, one what. But they are also three who's in one being. So what does this mean? How does this work? What are we actually talking about here? Well, we're, it's what, all that we're saying, and that the simplicity of it, is that we actually have one God. He just has three different distinct parts inside of this. Okay, well, why, you know, how does this work? How, how do I explain this to people? Number one, you could talk about how we earn for unity through diversity, how that's what we're talking about on the U.S. coin. It's a great introductory piece. But an example is actually going to be taken from C.S. Lewis and the ideas of dimensions, right? So we all know what we see in three dimensions. But imagine if we were two-dimensional objects like so stick figures. So what I want everybody to do during the part of this part of the podcast is pick up a book. Doesn't have doesn't matter how big it is. I just want you to pick up a book and I want you to look at it from one side. Well you're going to see one side of the book, right? But that's all you can see if if you're a two-dimensional being. But now turn it to the other side, to the front perhaps. And now you're seeing a completely different side of the same book. But again, because we can see in three dimensions, it's still one book. And now turn it to the other side of the book. Look, again, it is the same book, but it looks different. It has a different shape. It has a different words on it in my case. So how does this work? What are we telling people? Well, just like I told you when we have one who, excuse me, one what and three who's, we see that books also have three distinct sides, a cube has distinct shapes and sides of it, but that it's still a cube, no matter what. So that can be a great visual example. I know I'm partially a, a visual learner. So that's a great example of how you can show people exactly how the Trinity works and then break it down for them on, okay, yeah, there is one God, but three personalities inside of it. But just so we're clear here, again, that we aren't supposed to fully understand God. Well, I can logically understand the theoretical process of how there are three who's and one being. I don't understand it. There's only there's only one who inside Ethan. But God is mysterious, and sometimes we don't fully understand it, but we can logically comprehend it. But the next question we're going to have is, why is this necessary? The necessity of the Trinity. Why is it necessary? Why in the world would it need to be so complicated to where we can't even explain it, right? The answer is actually more simple than you're probably expecting. 
It's because God is a loving God. And love existed before we did. So, right, let's go back to before creation, before time, before the earth, before space, for all of these things. If God was simply God and had no distinct who's with him or inside of him, then there would be no love. God cannot be a loving God without the other three, other two, making up three. So we see the answer for why do we need it to be so complicated is because we have a loving God. Before the earth, before creation, God loved. Go back to the verse. So God so loved the world. And this has happened since the very beginning of time. This shows us that God is a God of relationships. Okay, but couldn't he not have been? So when, what happens if God was not loving before the creation of the earth? Well, then God isn't the source of love. Then God, then love is actually temporary, which is not what we see. We see that this perfect ideal of a God that we have has to be loved because he expresses love as a distinct requirement in the entirety of the gospel. And that's important, right? But let's go, okay, how does that impact the relational God? How does that impact apologetics? Well, we see that people crave a relationship. People are created with a craving for a loving relationship with a higher being. And let's go to an all-Christian example of this. Let's go to Hinduism where there are, are many gods. There, some people worship the same ones, a lot of people don't. There are thousands and thousands of different gods that you can choose to worship. But they're chosen to worship in a sense of a relationship of what you want and how you connect with this deity. Now, I'm not saying this is right at all. What it demonstrates is a part of a universal craving for something bigger than themselves, which reflects the, the Trinity. The Trinity itself fulfills the human nature, which we get from our godly father, the one that created us, a need for relationship, a need for love. Okay, so this relational God of Christianity is often not seen by unbelievers. But once you understand it, it completely changes the narrative and how Christianity interacts with us as Christians but also how we interact with others when sharing our faith. Because when I'm talking to people, we need to be certain that we're talking about the same the same God, the same context. I'm actually going to share, uh, so Ravi Zacharias shares about this testimony when he was having in Soviet Russia, right? Really it's a tough time. So he keeps talking through the translator about this God, and he keeps talking, and he sees this one man eating it more and more frustrated throughout his entire speech. And eventually, the man just blurts out, what is this God you're talking of? Well, that's the basis of what we're talking about here. What is this God you're talking about? And now, because we have the answer, because we know who you know, the Trinity is, we can answer them. This is a relational triune God that has three distinct who's inside of one being, and that this being actually allows us to have love before creation. And that's the reason why you are searching for, for love, for answers, for satisfaction and fulfillment through a relationship. So when we have this God, when people, we're talking to people about who we actually believe in, it completely changes the context of Christianity and how we see it. Because no longer is God just this big, powerful, floating object in the sky, right, that a lot of people think is just going to throw thunder down at them. Excuse me, well, throw lightning with thunder down at them. We see he's a relational God since 
the beginning of existence, and that this loving God created us to crave what ultimately would fulfill him, which is him. Now that we've gotten through a little bit of the more tough part of this episode, let's get off into some conversational tactics with how do you explain this to people? How do you explain to people ask? How do you explain to other people at your church? Whatever it may be. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the coin, right? A lot of the times coins are pretty handy. And when you can just pick up a coin and read E Pluribus Unum, out of many one, not going to look a little cool, just kind of a side benefit. But what it shows for is a calling for unity and diversity, like I talked about earlier. So what exactly is the Trinity? It is a unified, diverse God. And no, those two things aren't contradictory because it's unified. It's one what, but three who's. And that's exactly what we're calling for as a nation, right? We're calling for not carbon copies of each other. We're not, and God isn't calling us to be carbon copies of every single bit. We're called to be distinctly unified. And that's an that's a concept that everyone can really connect with, that we have a God that is uniquely diverse. Let's get off into the second one, which I already talked about a lot. The, the idea of a 3D image, of a 3D world. This basic one is a visual manner on exactly what we're talking about. Every single person has seen a book, and every single person here knows what a three-dimensional object is. It's something we learned when we're two, when we're playing hide-and-go-seek and peekaboo. But it's very simple. You know, we understand very distinctly that three sides to one cube doesn't mean that there's three cubes. That is just one. And as for the level of diversity, a lot of times what you can do is ask, well, can we see in four dimensions? No. Our apparatus, our eyes, our senses cannot conceive of four dimensions. That doesn't mean that four dimensions don't exist, for instance. It just means that we actually can't perceive how it works. Now, we might be able to theoretically talk about what it is, but our senses can't detect it, which is exactly what we're talking about in the case of the Trinity. We don't understand it. Our apparatus, my mind, my being, does not fully understand how there are three who's inside of one God. But I can't understand the concept. And when we get there, in this instance, we are the little stick figure looking at a book. And this, you know, we keep turning over to different sides of the book. And eventually we'll maybe be able to understand that it really just is a cube. So these are two great conversational tactics I've used before that really allow us to use everyday objects to explain this massive thing that some people think is really complicated. So thanks. Thank you so much for listening. If you really did enjoy the episode or the content, um, if you wouldn't mind dropping a like on Facebook or Instagram, they're directly connected on Anchor, but otherwise you can look us up at Simply Apologetics on both. If you really would like to support more content or a better microphone or perhaps better editing software, which wouldn't be the worst of ideas, consider liking me on Patreon and giving some money. That way we can get that to happen. I would love to be able to make that happen for everyone who's listening. So what, I look forward to seeing everyone in our next episode, which is, Is Jesus Just a Good Man? I'm going to take one moment just to talk about the estimated scheduling of the rest of the podcast. From here on out, I'm going to do my very best to post one episode every single Monday. So, 
I look forward to seeing everyone next Monday. Thank you.